keep learning how deeply we can trust God. And like we learn it and we're like, man, this is like a whole new level. I have leveled up. I totally trust him. And then you find out like there's whole other spheres <laughs> of ways we can trust him. And the more we learn it, the more peace, the more joy, the more, right? Because he's the only stable thing, right? So the fact that he takes us into higher levels of that is his grace and mercy <laughs> for us that he teaches us those things. So we're going to talk about uh, control today, and I think it's going to be a positive thing. And here's what I think, too. We, if, you're new, if you're new here, we do most of our singing at the end so we can actually respond to God's word. That's like a pretty good thing, right? So I could teach you from his word, and you could stack like more information on the other information you know and do nothing with the information. You can go to church your whole life and have huge stacks of information and no transformation. So if God's speaking to us, we should actually do something with that. We should actually say, what do I do with this, Father? What's the step, right? So I'm really believing God is going to speak very specific things to people, to all of us, about how we take bigger steps in trusting him. Not just like, oh, that's good, I can trust the Lord, but like, I can trust the Lord, and that means I'm going to stop doing this. I can trust in the Lord, so I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to trust in the Lord, and so I'm going to think differently now about, right? We're going to actually do something with it. Yeah? Okay. So let's start here. Isaiah 46, 9 through 10. I am God. There is no other. That's, yeah? You can, you can create all kinds of false gods. They're still false. There is only one God. Truly, only one. I am God. There is no other. I am God. There is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do as I please. Okay. All right, so we'll keep that in our brains, and we'll talk about Venice, Italy, for a second. That's Venice right now. Venice is sinking. And right now it's underwater because they've had um, high tides. Um, in 1,500 years, it has flooded substantially six times. Four times have been in the past 20 years. And you might say, well, global warming. Um, it's actually sinking. It's actually sinking, and the fact that the Adriatic Sea is um, higher uh, than it was 1,500 years ago, um, as the problem. But Venice is actually sinking. And this is a bummer. Not just because people live there and it's their homes, but Venice is a lovely city. It's a treasure. There are things in Venice we're not ever going to get back. Some of those churches, the art, I mean, even look, I mean, even how they laid out their plaza is art, you know? It's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful city, but it's sinking. Um, they built it on the Adriatic Sea, but not even like on coastline. It's like surrounded by lagoons. And they're like, hey, here's some land sticking up these lagoons. The lagoon could protect us from like attacks from the land, like 1,500 years ago, right? That's protection. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, 
You built on land surrounded by lagoons. It's not stable land. It's, they can measure it yearly, the rate it's sinking at. So now you're under sea level and you're surrounded by water. That's a problem. So what do you do? Well, they're trying to control it. They have a new gate system that's gonna come online, I think next year or the year after that. Um, they are building walls. They have all kinds of out at sea. They try to build up things around the lagoons. So the water gets stopped before it comes, right? They've done all kinds of things to control the ocean. And no matter how powerful human beings are, the ocean's gonna win. That's how it's gonna be. And now they're saying, well, if just the entire world will change its behavior, maybe we can slow it down. I don't know, one little city probably can't change the entire world's behavior. You can wanna control it. It doesn't mean anyone's gonna let you control it. Venice is sinking. If the significance of your life, if your joy from day to day, if your ability to overcome difficult circumstances in your life is based on your ability to control people and events, you're in trouble. In fact, you're sinking. There are people who are oceans in your life who are not, you're not gonna be able to control. No matter how much you want to, there are people in your life, like the Adriatic Sea, you are not going to be able to control them, no matter how much pressure you exert. How many of you have found this to be true? Yeah, every husband and wife was like, not raising my hand, not raising my hand, not raising my hand, not raising my hand, not raising my hand. <laughs> There are circumstances that you can't keep from touching you, no matter how big of a wall you build. You won't be able to control whether it comes near you or not. How many of you have found that? Circumstances beyond you. So what do you do with the inevitable rocky relationships and seemingly crushing circumstances? Well, you can exert a lot of control and most people who you know do exactly that. Their entire thought life is about, well, if this person does this, then I'll do that. And if they say this, then I'm gonna, and I should have said, and I, right? And if I talk to this person, they'll see it my way, and then I'll get to do the thing I wanna do because I, right? For a lot of people, this is their entire life. Moving people around like chess pieces, trying to make sure this circumstance never come, you better not touch me, right? You better not come near me, circumstance. And what happens? Usually too late, they realize they've been sinking the whole time and they actually can't control all those things. Control has been an illusion. How many of you know what I'm talking about? There are things you're like, I did everything I was supposed to do. And other people had choices to make that I couldn't control. Circumstances, unfair circumstances conspired to bust up the sandcastle I made. Um, we took our kids to, uh, which beach was it? 
Amber had recommended it. Which beach was that this summer we went to? It was a new one. It was in St. Joseph. What is that beach there? Silver Beach. Delightful little beach. And we, I mean, we camped on that beach for an entire day. We didn't move. Like we, the kids went and got like stuff from that, but we were like there from morning till night. We stayed the entire day. We had an umbrella up so we didn't fry. And the entire time, my oldest was like, I am building, what did you call it? A seagull haven. <laughs> the first, the first name was Poop Factory, <laughs> but because the way the water swirls in it and stuff. But then it became Seagull Haven, and he actually brought a full-size shovel. And he shoveled the entire day. I mean, they almost didn't stop. And they had big walls built up and this big thing, and the seagulls were landing on it and really upsetting our neighboring beach people. <laughs> um, it, was, it was so impressive, I can't even tell you. So impressive. The next morning, they were, we were heading home. They were like, let's just go back by the beach just to see Seagull Haven. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> like, it was gone. It was, it was full on gone. And I, I thought there'd be a little bit of a bump where the walls were. And no, because I mean, they had, you can't believe the amount of effort and how huge it was. And I mean, it was gone in a day. Listen, there's stuff where you're like, I have these sandcastles, I have built them. Nobody better touch it. There are circumstances bigger than you. There are circumstances bigger than me. And if my life is planned on based, based on what I want to see happen and my dreams and my whatever, man, you're sinking. You're sinking. There's no amount of control that can make your will happen just as you want it to happen. But here's what can happen. And this is where the joy comes from. This is where the peace comes from. This is where you can actually build things of significance that don't just last overnight or for your lifetime, but reverberate into eternity. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. <laughs> Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. He doesn't have to make it straight if it wasn't straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, he only has to make crooked paths straight. In this fallen world, there's all kinds of stuff that will knock you off track. But it says if you will trust in the Lord, Guess who can make your path straight? If in all your ways you acknowledge him, I'm not just building my dreams and my stuff. Father, I'm saying, why have you made me? How can I partner with you? What are you doing? I want to build your house so I don't labor in vain. Right? When we partner with what he has made us for, with what he is doing, there is no circumstance that comes against you that will knock that down. It's not possible. Right? Isaiah told us, he alone is God. <laughs> there is none like him. Will bad circumstances come? Sure. Sure, we live in a fallen world. Will people oppose you? Sure, we live in a fallen world. 
But if you partnered with him, they're not opposing you, they're opposing him. They are lumps of clay that are only animated because they have his breath in their lungs. Guess who's going to win that? He's going to win. And here's the cool thing. The way that he wins isn't by destroying them. People will come against you and guess what his ultimate plan is? That through the grace and mercy in your life, they also would be saved. But they deserve, yeah, they do, but so did you. So... <laughs> How, why do we forgive? Because we have been forgiven, the word tells us, right? Psalm 37, 23 through 25, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. I can live my whole life trying to control everything, or I can say, God, your way, your way. You have ordered my steps. You delight in every detail. Why am I fighting so hard to do it in my own strength and to do it my way? Your way, not my way. He delights in every detail of our lives. Though they stumble, though we stumble, we will not fall, for the Lord holds them by their hand. Once I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or their children out begging for bread. I was young and now I'm old. I've seen a lot, he says. But one thing I've never seen is the godly abandoned ever <laughs> or their seed out begging for bread. I don't know. I can stay in control. I can put my trust in the Lord. Job 42.2, nothing is too hard for you. No plans of yours can be thwarted. No plans of yours can be thwarted. I don't know, have you had thwarted plans? Because I have. <laughs> but no plans of his can be thwarted. Isaiah 46, 8 through 13. We're going to take in context now what we read earlier. Remember this. Keep it in mind. Take it to heart, you rebels. <laughs> right? So the part of me that doesn't want to trust in him, let this verse speak to that part of you that maybe struggles with trusting God. Take this to heart. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand and I will do what I please. From the east I summon a bird of prey, from a far off land, a man to fulfill my purpose. What I have said I will bring about, what I have planned that I will do. Listen to me, you stubborn-hearted. You who are now far from my righteousness. I am bringing my righteousness near. It is not far away, and my salvation will not be delayed. I will grant salvation to Zion, my splendor to Israel. I can call a bird of prey from far away. I can take someone from a far-off land and bring them here to do my purpose. I can do what, right? We can only see what we can see. And he said, I see the whole picture. All of the resources of the world are mine. You don't see how it's going to happen, but I see everything. If you will trust in me, partner with me, instead of dreaming dreams apart from me, let me give you the desires of your heart. 
and then watch them be accomplished. Yeah? Are you with me? We struggle with control issues. It was our very first struggle in the garden, right? The world and balance, right relationship with God. And what are we tempted with? The enemy comes and says, listen, he told you this is the one thing you can't have. He knows that once you have it, you'll be like him. You'll know good and evil. You'll be like God. You'll decide for yourself how things should go. You'll decide for yourself what's right and wrong. In the garden, what are we tempted with? Control. Do I really need to trust God for those things? I'll decide what's good and evil. I will be like God. I will control things. It's our very first struggle. So we struggle with control issues. Now listen, there are things that you're responsible for you should manage well and you should steward well, right? And it's not wrong to have opinions about those things or to have standards and, right? You need to have that. But I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who we decide, man, don't they see if they would just do this, if they would just do that, if they'd make this decision, not that decision. And I mean, that's the stuff you can see, right? I mean, everyone can see that. But how many of you know it's very tempting then to say, maybe I'll use some tools to get them where I think they should be. Maybe I'll start to manipulate the situation. We don't use the word manipulate in our mind to ourselves. <laughs> That's not what we say. We say, I'm going to help the situation along. <laughs> I'm going to, right? I have an agenda. I'm not going to really tell them. I'm just going to maneuver them towards it. Right? I know better for their life than they know. If they would just do what I say. And so often our control issues are masked in wanting the best for people that we deceive ourselves. God is our example. We're being transformed into him as a, his image. And guess who does not have control issues? He does not have control issues. He has all the power in the world to make what he wants to happen, to make you make a decision. And guess who he gives choice to? He gives us choice. Our choices hurt him a lot. And yet he still gives us choice. He allows us to choose to be powerful people. We often choose not to be powerful people because we make bad choices, but he gives us the choice to be powerful people, doesn't he? He doesn't force us to love him. He wants us to love him. And so he gives us choices to make. Think about Adam and Eve in the garden. Gave him a choice, right? And for a lot of people, this is a struggle. Why did God do that? That screwed everything up. Well, without the choice, they're not free, right? Every once in a while, you read horror stories of some weird dude in Cincinnati who had like, some teenager locked in his basement, right? Um, we don't think, oh, that's sweet. That's a sweet story. Right? It makes your skin crawl. Like, it's incredibly creepy, and you think, what happened? Right? No one's like, oh, that girl was so lucky. <laughs> Nobody says that. Right? Why? Because she should have had a choice. 
right? We don't like that. We don't think that's cool and that's sweet. So why would God be a creepy guy from Cincinnati? You know what I'm saying? Like, he creates people for relationship. And guess what? Relationship requires choice. We were always going to have to make a choice to love him or not love him, to acknowledge him as God or not acknowledge him as God. There was always going to have to be a choice if there was going to be a relationship. So he gives them choice and they make a very bad choice, right? So what does he do? Well, I'm going to teach you a lesson. No. What does he do? He clothes them because he knows life's about to get very hard. He clothes them. The elements are going to start to work against them, right? And he says, listen, not all hope is lost. The serpent, the enemy, one's going to come through the woman and he's going to bruise his heel. But the one who's coming is going to crush the enemy's head. And there's hope. There's hope for the children you're going to have. Come on. A lot of us, we would have been like, on your own, see ya. Bad choice. <laughs> now I'm going to teach you a lesson through my manipulation. Right? That's not what he does. And think about this. These are just things I've been thinking about for a while now. Just, I don't know, just kind of deeply pondering. Like, so Adam and Eve sin against God. Well, think about this. Before the sin even, he gives Adam and Eve the ability to create human beings. So he made Adam and Eve. He made Adam from the, right? So he formed from the clay, and then he, you know, he, 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 they don't have, right? They're not born. He creates them, and then he gives them the ability to create more human beings. In his image. Human beings bear his image. He breathed, and we have spirit. And he gave man and woman the ability to create more human beings that have a spirit and that bear his image, that have a soul. That's the release of a lot of control. Think about that. So he puts that power within them to begin with, which is radical. And then after the fall, he leaves that power with them. So human beings, fallen human beings, are going to have the power to create more human beings in his image. And they're going to raise these human beings. And a lot of them are going to do a really bad job. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about somebody else raising your child. Like, can't even. I can't even think about that. That's not even, I can't think about, right? That's just, that would be hard to think about. Finding a good babysitter we stress over, right? Like, they're going to be with my kid for five hours and supervise, right? I need to make sure, right? People made in his image are going to be raised by broken and marred human beings. <gasps> he loves each one of them. He will carry the sins of each one of them. I don't, do you get what I'm saying? He doesn't have control issues. He has ceded choice and big choices to his creation. 
Look, if you think about back in Genesis, the story of Cain and Abel. If you're not, if you're not familiar with the Bible, um, Adam and Eve have sons. And one finds favor with the Lord, and Cain is struggling. He's got a lot of heart issues. And God actually comes to Cain because he recognizes what's in his heart. And he says to Cain, listen, sin is crouching at your door, and you have to subdue it or it's going to overwhelm you. And what happens next? Cain goes out and kills his brother, the first murder. And God knew it was in his heart. And he intercedes, right? He, he comes in in his mercy to advise him. Cain dismisses it and kills his brother. I don't know. If I was God, I would have been like, Cain, what was that minority report? Sorry. <laughs> You're done, <laughs> right? You're rejected from the game. No. He allows him to make the choices he's going to make. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, God doesn't have control issues. That's our model. <laughs> you think of how much we want to arrange other people's lives instead of just living out Jesus. Like, God's love, God's grace, God's truth, God's mercy, God's kindness, God's justice, right? Instead of just living it out, we actually want to try to play God with people and circumstances. How many of you are with me? And that's where so much of the unrest and unease in our life comes from, is because we're playing a role we weren't made to inhabit, no matter how much we think we know better about situations. Are you with me? So even if our heart is in the right place, we can be really wrong. And we end up carrying this need to be God in other people's lives, and that's not our role. Have you ever had someone in your life who thought they knew better? Anybody? Three of us? Anybody ever had someone in your life who thought they knew better and made it fairly clear? Um, okay, so of all you that raise your hands, how many of you would say, I super appreciated that? I loved, I loved that. No! Even if our heart is the right, to do the right thing or see the right thing happen for them, guess what? It will never work. It's not my job. But if I don't, you know what? You're not God. There's only one Savior, Jesus Christ. And so I partner with him in making all things new. And I'm only going to do what he's doing. I'm only going to say what he's saying, no matter what I think I can see. How are you doing? That might be mine. Okay. Listening. I can go on. We just don't have time for it. I mean, I can go all through scripture with you. How often God in his mercy will come and speak truth and then give his people a choice. Give those who don't know him a choice. They've got choices to make. And this is our model. This is our model. We partner with him to make all things new. But I don't control anybody. Listen, if you will trust in God in this and relinquish control of things, 
where we've made ourselves God in situations, right? We think we've got this. He's the only ancient of days who sees all ends, right? If we'll relinquish control and we will partner with God, immediately there is a weight that will come off your shoulders. And all the things you were trying to accomplish to get people from here to there and whatever, you'll find the things that actually are good will begin to happen in very natural ways. Not all of them, because some people are going to reject God's ways. But things, his yoke will be easy and his burden will be light. You'll sleep at night. <laughs> right? But you don't understand, Pastor, if this thing in my life can't happen because this person's standing in the way. If this person would just do this and if that thing would just change. No. The only thing standing in my way is my own heart. Because God can open doors no man can open. And he can shut doors no man can shut. And all of the resources in the world belong to him. So it is an illusion that this person is my problem. It is an illusion this circumstance is my problem. My trust issues are my problem. Right? Me staying in control. Because guess what? He doesn't have control issues. So guess what he'll do? If you're like, no, Lord, I got this, he'll let you get it. So what do we do with all this information? What do we do? Number one, trust in the Lord. <laughs> trust in the Lord. If there are thoughts you have in your head, ways of thinking that are creating anxiety, fear, burdens for you, that is not the Holy Spirit. We don't understand this terrible thing's happening. No, no, I got it. We live in a fallen world and people are making really bad decisions all the time. I got it. But your control can't help it. It can only hurt it. So how about this? Trust in the Lord. Doesn't mean you're like, I just guess I'll shut my heart off to it and not care. No, 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 no. When you trust in the Lord, you find you care even more deeply. But now it's in a way that can bring life. How, how, are, you, how are you doing? Trust in the Lord. I need to examine the ways of my heart and my mind. I need to rest in the Lord. I need to do only what he's doing. That's where trust starts. If I have 20 different scenarios I'm giving him, you know, God, if this thing could just happen, you know how it could happen? It could happen this way. It could happen that <laughs> In the holidays, we run into a lot of situations that can be difficult to navigate. Guess what? You don't have to think ahead. Well, if they say this, I'm going to say that. If they bring up this, I'm going to... Come on! But God, if... If I, you know what, I'm just going to get this one thing in because they need to hear this. And if they just hear this, I know that they'll make a decision for you, right? <sighs> I'm only going to say what you're saying. I'm only going to do what you're doing. And if you're in it, the yoke is easy and the burden is light. If you're in it, there's joy. There might even be, sometimes we have apprehension we join with him because sometimes, sometimes he's saying things that are hard for us to say. It's not what we would have said. And our controller would have kept peace and been like, no, 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 I'm bringing that up. There's, how many of you have been in situations where you're like, I think Jesus is wanting to say this, but that's not a good move, Jesus. <laughs> that's a bad move. So I'm not saying it's never, like there's never any apprehension, but I'm saying when he's doing it, you can tell when you're partnered with him, can't you? And when you've just decided like, hey, 
you're in the passenger seat for a minute. I got this, right? You can tell the difference. Trust in the Lord. Rest in him. Only do what he's doing. Only say what he's saying. And then trust him. He's good. He brings wins out of circumstances that seem done. He'll bring a win. Watch him. What else do we do with this? Second thing. I need to examine my heart when it comes to people who aren't believers. I shouldn't expect people who aren't believers to live like Christians. Those are control issues. <laughs> Listen, people who don't know Jesus living in a fallen world, oh my word, they're going to hold up, they're going to reach out for any old thing that can bring comfort. And you might know because you know the word, you know it's true. You might know that that's like a really illegitimate thing to meet that legitimate need, but they don't. They've like, they're holding on to any life preserver in a storm. So I need to release expectations on people who don't know Jesus yet. Because the issue isn't whatever issues happen in their life. Their issue is they don't know him yet. So I just want to represent him really well. I want to come full to overflowing with his spirit to whatever interaction we have because he's who they need to see and he's beautiful. My judgments about them aren't beautiful, but he's beautiful. And once they know him, he'll bring transformation. Once they've surrendered to him, he'll bring the transformation. How you doing? Dave, I just, I lean on you a lot. I just, third thing I'm asking you to do as we head into the holidays is just examine your own heart, examine my heart and just say, God, is there somebody you need to let off the hook? Is there somebody you need to let off the hook? Now, letting people off the hook doesn't mean you may not have healthy boundaries. Some of you have stories that are you know, hard for you to tell and to be heard and um, you've had to set some healthy boundaries in your life. That's cool. But how many of you know you can have healthy boundaries and still live in absolute forgiveness toward people? Absolute forgiveness. Like, that's cool. We may have a little boundary because uh, you know. <laughs> but man, I'm li you're off the hook with me. You owe me nothing. I'm not waiting for an apology. I'm not waiting for you to pay the debt. I have canceled the debt, right? <laughs> I have taken it to the Father. I have canceled this debt. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. So often we struggle with resentment and unforgiveness and it's self-protection, that's what it is. I don't want to forget what they've done because I'll never be treated that way again, right? We feel like we've got to keep it in our minds because if I don't protect myself, who's going to protect me? And we may not even think those thoughts, but that's what's happening. It's self unforgiveness is a lot of self-protection because you create a lot of pain and uh, I think you might still. And I need other people to remember how much pain you created so they're not fooled by you too, right? But as a believer, I've got to say, Lord, I'm not good at self-protection even. And so I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you that you will guard my heart. I'm going to trust you that if I'm just doing what you're doing, saying what you're saying, 
that I can trust you with my heart. Does that mean if you trust him, nobody will ever hurt you again? Nope. That's not what it means. But people are going to hurt you whether you trust him or not. <laughs> and if I've been trusting him, then guess what? When people do what they do, honestly, I know who I am in him. And so while it may not be pleasant, how many of you know people like can't steal your joy? Like once you know who you are in him, that's where your joy is rooted. This person might think that, but I know who I am. Right? So sometimes there's really good reasons why we're holding on to our lists. And I just want to encourage you as we move into the Advent season, Thanksgiving season, then Advent season, I just want to encourage you there might be people you need to let off the hook. Yeah? And some of those people may not even be alive anymore. But you need to let them off the hook. Right? Because that represents an entire area I'm really not trusting God. I'm guarding my own heart. And I need to give him all of my heart. I can't afford to hang on to any of it. Right? So why don't you come on in and teach me how to trust you in this. And how many of you know he's so good? There's some stuff where like, God, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to get rid of all. I don't even know how to trust you in this fully. But you know what? A broken and a contrite heart, the Lord will not despise. If you're like, teach me, teach me forgiveness. Teach me how to trust you in this. Teach me how to, I don't even know how to let go of it. He will do it. He will be faithful and he will do it. And here's the cool thing. Well, we can live in this way then everyone around us gets to be powerful. God gave us choice so we could be powerful people. So we didn't live our lives sinking in a 70-year span thinking we could control a world that's been here for a very long time and fallen for a very long time. We don't have to live sinking lives, grasping for control, illusions of control, and realizing at the end I couldn't control anything. And everything I built is like sinking sand, right? He's made you for a purpose. He has made you to leave a footprint. And it's only going to happen in the ways you're partnered with him. Everything else is wood, hay, and stubble, man. Burns up. But where we trust him, where we're partnered with him, we can live lives of significance. And we can live lives that have sustained joy, even when we're sad. We can live lives that have sustained peace. Because I'm not worried about the next circumstance. Big old waves can come in, and I'm like, you got this. You got this. I'm going to learn more of you because I'm going to walk through this circumstance. Yeah? Not afraid of what might come. I recognize things will come if I'm walking with you, and it's opportunity to learn of you. If you would stand. Venice is sinking, but you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. No matter what the circumstance, you can trust him. He's good. So here's how we're going to respond. We've got time to respond. So there's going to be folks who can pray with you, folks here on either side, uh, possibly someone back as well. Um, and you can come, you can pray with them. When God stirs something up in your heart, when you're listening to his word, he stirs something up in your heart, you should do something with that immediately to cement it, right? So here's things you can do. You can respond by coming and praying with somebody. You can also pray with someone near you. Every believer in the house has his kingdom without measure. Everyone gets to play in this house. So you can pray with a believer near you. Like, hey, God's turn this up. Share that, cement that thing. You can respond in worship. 
you can respond. Maybe you want to just sit and say, God, speak to me. Give me, I'm hearing what you're saying. Now, what do I do? Show me specifically what to do next. God will speak to you. How many of you have found that he will speak to you if you listen? He will speak to you. So ask him. Ask him. But let's take time to respond to him, to hear his voice, to let him cement the things that he's speaking and leave here different than how we came, more conformed to the image of his son. Amen? Amen. Amen. Would you just be able to just start lifting up your voice to him? God, we trust you. God, we trust you. We glorify your name. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. We set our hearts. We set our minds on you. Come on, we just keep lifting up your voice to him. He's good. He's good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We just sit in the word that was given. We just sit in that. Thank you, Father. We just release to you. We release to you control.
gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. Come on, sing that out, you're never. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down, Lord. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. Cause you are good, you're good. Oh, you are good, you're good Oh, you are good, you're good Oh, you are good, you're good Oh, when I sing that You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down you're never gonna let me down. No. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. Come on, let's proclaim that you're never, you're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're a good father, you're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. No. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never would you lift up your voice to him, sing it out loud. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down, oh Lord. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. Cause you are good, you're good.
Pour out our praise 
like there's a joy in the house that just needs to burst open. <laughs> yes, Jesus. <laughs> yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for restoring. Thank you for restoring. Thank you for restoring. Thank you for restoring.
God's presence is so good. Before we pray together and, and we go, could we just do this? I just feel like maybe some of you in here, there's just situations. Maybe it's relational, maybe it's financial, whatever. Maybe a circumstance or person, whatever. But as you think about the things we talked about from the Word today, like your heart is to say, yes, Lord, you can have control. But I just feel like maybe some people, just are, you're so beleaguered in the situation. You're like, I don't even know what that looks like. <laughs> I don't even know totally even how to give it to you. The circumstance is way bigger than me. This impasse is way bigger than me. Um, if you're there and you can still feel the weight of that and you're not really sure even how to move forward with God, would you just, would you just lift your hands to him? We're just going to pray for him to come and do a work that is supernatural. <laughs> Sometimes we don't even know in our minds how to take the next step and we seem to come, come and do it. Anybody else? Just lift your hands. We're going to pray and believe. Thank you, God. There's hands up everywhere. Yeah, come on. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, you see the hands that are raised. <laughs> and you're so good. You're so good. We don't have to have all the answers or have the right feelings or anything. All we have to do is surrender, and you're there. A broken and a contrite heart you will not despise. Father, our, our arms uplifted to you signal surrender. So, Father, right now in Jesus' name, we cast our cares on you because you care for us. We cast our burdens on you. You have said you will take them right now, right now. Maybe we can't even picture what needs to happen in that situation. We don't need to. That's more control. We just cast it all on you. And we say, Father, come. Come and do what you want to do. We trust you. <laughs> we may not even know how to take the next step in this, but we trust you. So right now we are inviting you, Holy Spirit, to come and take this burden. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. Right now we just offload it onto you. And we say we're just going to trust you. Our hearts are really connected to some of this stuff. So it was hard to even give it to you. It felt like we should, it was not caring to give it to you. But Father, we release that. That's the enemy. That's the enemy bringing shame for trusting you. And so Father, we're going we're gonna to cast this on you. And we're going to believe God. You are the ancient of days. You see all things. I can trust you. Your plans are never thwarted. I can trust you with this. Thank you, Father. I pray in the Holy Spirit for a lightness in this house, a lightness to come into this house, Lord. Shoulders that have been heavy, bearing heavy burdens, Father. I just pray right now for a lightness in Jesus' name. Minds that have been running and anxious, I pray right now for rest in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I pray for new vision. We couldn't even picture how you were going to work before because we needed you to take us up a level in what we see. So, Father, I just pray for new vision, new eyes, <laughs> fresh eyes to see circumstances, to see what you see. Thank you, Father. We can trust you, Lord. We can trust you, Lord. 
trust you. I can trust you. Would you say this with me and then we're going to pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy steadfast love of the Lord never ceases His mercies never come to an end They are new every morning new every morning great is thy faithfulness Oh Lord, great is thy faithfulness. Would you pray with me? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory <laughs> forever. Amen. Amen. Love you. Greet somebody. Encourage